0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine AM. Please visit K come to our final voice of change for 2021 and i absolutely can't believe it because it's been such a roller coaster ride this year i don't know about you but 2020 came and went 2021 has sure been challenging so you know what today on the show i want to ask you how are you feeling about your 2022 that stands right before us on this horizon some of us feel a little bit excited some of us feel a little bit not so excited It's okay, however you're feeling today, whatever you've been through. I know that this year has been tough. We face so many things collectively and so today on Voice of Change right here on Radio K Pulpit, I want to really, really bring you into a space where you can start to think about what it means to take ownership, to have a vision and to take action for your life. And the amazing guest that I brought onto the show to talk through that with us is the one who coined that phrase, you know, ownership, vision and action is Devin Brach. Now, Devin is an incredible human being who is big about personal development he also knows what it's like to say you know what I've hit rock bottom I don't have any more I'm kind of wondering if life is worth living Devin has been there and you know suffered from years of substance abuse and self-destructive behavior but you know what he looked to the reality that growth is importance it is painful but there's nothing as painful as staying stuck in a place where you don't belong or where you're dealing with so many self-destructive behaviors and so i brought on someone onto the show today who is just an incredible human being empowering so many other people by talking about dealing with our stuff and healing with our stuff and holding space for ourselves he is a big into personal development and is also an author and a writer of an incredible book which we are giving away on the show today called get over it that over being OVA ownership vision and action and so today we're going to talk about that devin is going to give us some powerful tools on how to navigate life going forward how to create a vision how to take ownership of the things that are keeping us stuck how to take action and now I can personally say I'm not a big big kind of you know person that loves reading self-help books because it, it is quite interesting how there's so many different theories around so many different things but I can say that this book is absolutely quite incredible and I think it's incredible because Devin has a, a powerful story and his story is mixed in with this realities and tools and coaching and everything that he's giving us and so today it's it's such a gift because he's with me on the show joining me up after some good music to talk us through you know and how to create a vision for our lives as well as we go into 2022 we do not need to be stuck we do not need to be stuck in the pain of the past but we can create a positive vision purposefold, purpose God-centered present and future so you don't want to go anywhere before we head to some good music I want to say jump on over to our Facebook page 729k pulpit go on over to our Facebook page you will see the competition running the giveaway for this book you want to win it you want it you want to put it in your toolbox for 2022 go on over like comment on that post right now get in the running for the giveaway because we're doing it right after the show enjoy some music Devon is with me after this devin it's so good to have you with me on the show today i cannot wait to hear what you're going to be sharing and also what you're going to be sharing with the listeners there's so much that we're going to learn i believe but also so much that you're going to impart to us before we get into that welcome to the show i hope that you're doing super well today
1: Thank you so much for having me. It is such a blessing to be here with you. And absolutely, we're going to dive deep into so many different issues that people deal with on a day to day basis, and hopefully also provide tools that people can break free from some of the strongholds that keep them stuck.
0: Hmm. I love that. And, you know, I feel like this kind of conversation is something that we should be having a lot of. And also, as we embark on a new journey of 2022, You know, I know a lot of people think about their life and they want to sum up things and want to go a new into a new year. And I think that that's powerful to give us those tools. Now for you, you have a phenomenal, you know, kind of journey at present that I love following. You've written an amazing book, which we're going to touch on, but you know, your story hasn't always been one of what I would say overcoming and empowerment and personal development. There was a time where things were a bit tough for you as well. How did your journey begin? Tell us a bit about that.
1: So I was born into a family of overachievers. My grandfather was a springbok rugby player, scratch golfer. He was a renowned surgeon, an obstetrician. Um, He rented a private fleet of airplanes to the Air Force. So I grew up in a family where there was a lot of wealth but not a lot of love my mother had an ogle band in the 70s called clout they had hits oh. substitute and save me so anybody 40 plus would uh, know that band clout they were south africa's biggest export up until lady smith black mambazo so when i was born my mother had sold 16 million albums worldwide wow. and we about 130 different countries so nobody applied any pressure onto me but i felt i had big shoes to fill And my biggest fear was the fear of being inadequate, not living up to the standard that my family had set. And my subconscious belief was because I grew up in a lot of money, but with not a lot of love, is my subconscious belief pattern was that in order to be deserving of love, I need to be successful and have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So in my 20s, you know, our ego serves a purpose. And our ego is not really our amigo, but it's there to prevent us from experiencing our greatest fears. And so to prevent me from feeling inadequate, I was manipulative, divisive and dishonest because if I could win at any cost, then I wouldn't feel inadequate as long as I was winning. But the trade-off was guilt and shame for how I treated people. And with guilt and shame, for me, came the escape of alcohol and drugs, because I just couldn't deal with the one person that I couldn't get away from, which is myself. So my thoughts were self-sabotaging, destructive. Um, I couldn't sit in a room alone without the radio blaring or the TV in the background because I would beat myself up. I would label myself an addict, an alcoholic, a failure. So I just went through a season of successive failures where if I look back now, it was the perfect experience I needed to have because it's the mess that always crafts our message. But when I was stuck in the mess, it just oftentimes felt completely hopeless. And the whole reason why I post what I do on social media and why I wrote this book is I know what it's like to feel stuck. And as humans, we have this evolutionary need to grow, to evolve, to to stretch, to expand. And when we feel stuck in any area of life, it creates immense frustration, anxiety, and it can cause a lot of suffering. But one thing I've learned is that, you know, you can't suffer in the world. Pain, obstacles, and challenges are inevitable, that's how we grow. But suffering can only happen in your mind. And my greatest battle was one that happened in my own head. And when I realized that I alone was 100% accountable for the thoughts that I thought, and the perception that I had of experiences and events, and I could also reprogram the meaning to those events, I couldn't stay a victim anymore. And this is really what the book is about, is helping people shift from victim to victor, taking their test and creating a testament and taking that mess and creating the message.
0: Mm. Sure, I I love this. You know, you shared something with us so deep in just a few minutes that I'm sure took you so long to probably process through and unpack, right? You know, dealing with it, reprogramming those thoughts, you know, holding yourself accountable. So where did, how did, because a lot of people I find often, get to a point sometimes and and oftentimes it's something that maybe has happened in their life or they realize actually I don't like who I am or I have destructive coping mechanisms and they are destroying me they're destroying my family they're destroying my life you know but oftentimes like you said people feel just this general sense of I'm just stuck where do I begin to change the things that i believe about myself to change those coping mechanisms to change my own destructive behavior where where do you find that that first moment came for you was it a sense of just suddenly being aware that okay i actually do want to start i do want to make these changes how does how does that look you know what does it look like that beginning moment where you're going i need to do something about the way i'm living i can't continue like this anymore
1: I really love this question and I think people need to hit a rock bottom and whether that rock bottom is a physical rock bottom, whether it's a spiritual rock bottom. So looking in the mirror for me and hating the man that was looking back at me, that was an emotional and spiritual rock bottom. Some people hit a financial rock bottom where they either gamble, drink or turn to drugs or any any form of escape any pain that we have in life our our first response is to run away and that's just how our brain is pre-programmed our reptilian part of our brain wants to keep us safe so the three responses are always fight flight run away or freeze so where we just are in complete panic and can't do anything about our situation but my favorite f word is flow and the key is allowing life to flow and looking at the experiences without reacting from this animal part of our brain. So using logic, reason, perception, crafting a narrative that empowers us with that story. But where we often get stuck and why we get to that place in the first point, I, I wanna cover three areas. The one is childhood trauma and core wounds. The second would be toxic emotions that if we hold on to them, it anchors to our identity. And the third is how we view ourselves. So if we just cover childhood trauma and core wounds, often our upbringing, up to the age of seven years old, our brain is like a sponge. We're in this theta state where we're taking in everything around us. But also because we're not adults yet, we don't understand human psychology. We don't understand how things work. So let's say you, your parents divorced when you were young. A child will assume that as being their fault and they take on the shame of that experience because they can't rationalize and say, hey, maybe these two people just weren't right for each other. So they take on now an abandonment wound. And the, the main childhood traumas are abandonment, abuse, betrayal, rejection. And even disapproval. So sometimes it could be coming from such a loving place. But if our mother or father constantly wanted us to get the best grades, or wanted us always to be the best at anything we did, so make the A team, then what they've conditioned us and what they've taught us is that in order to be deserving of love, I have to be the best. And this is where this character defect of perfection perfectionism starts is in childhood. So going back and dealing with our childhood traumas is really important. So the childhood traumas, uh, abuse, abandonment, betrayal, disapproval, rejection, also feed into feelings of anger, resentment, guilt, and shame. And those four emotions, those are the toxic emotions that can keep us stuck. And in, in small doses emotions are good. When you're angry, it can push you to take action. If you're angry that you're not doing well in your work, or if you get angry about a cause, you can take action against it. But when the anger becomes resentment, it starts to anchor to the, the way we view ourselves. The same with guilt. It's good to feel guilty if you've done something that you shouldn't have done, because a little bit of guilt should push you to make amends, apologize, and change your behavior. Guilt is for something we've done. Shame is linked to our identity, so who we are. So guilt is, I did something bad. Shame is, I am bad, but often we allow a guilt riddled situation to become shame. And what this all leaves us feeling when we're holding on to anger, resentment, guilt, and shame and our childhood traumas is we feel undeserving, unworthy, and not enough. And this now speaks to the third pillar of how we view ourselves as a person, because if inherently I see myself as undeserving, unworthy, and not enough, why would I make healthy choices for my life? How am I going to attract a healthy romantic partner or healthy friendships? How am I going to respect my body if I inherently feel unworthy? So it's hard to go out and have courage and to take discipline and to look at your stuff or to grow and evolve as a person if you feel like you don't deserve to or if you feel like you should actually be where you are. And if I think of my own cycle of alcoholism and addiction, I treated people really badly. Mm -hmm. Under the influence of alcohol, I was aggressive. I was abusive, physically and emotionally abusive. And the things that I did made me feel like I was a really terrible human being. And the more I felt that way, the less empowered I felt to change because my narrative was, well, you may as well just drink or use drugs because you're actually not worth anything more in life. And often shame and guilt, anger and resentment can be the forces that keep us stuck. So breaking free, changing the narrative. And I know like people use this statement, they say, let it go. And it's not like you just shake your hand and these emotions can fall off. The process of letting go is a conscious choice of taking anger and resentment and letting that go and replacing it with love. It's taking guilt and shame and replacing it with self-compassion non-judgment and there are all of these tools that you can use to bring about that process so rewriting the narrative and changing the script the most powerful thing is that we are the authors of not just our future chapters but if we don't like the previous chapter we can go back and change the meaning Hmm. and if we know that hurt people hurt people we have the capacity of as humans to let go of anger to let go of guilt, to let go of shame and to move forward and understand that we have a God-given purpose. And that purpose, the purpose of any pain is so that we can help somebody else who's still suffering.
0: Mm. Wow, Devin, you know, I'm thinking about so much of what you're sharing with us. Is it's like we're having coaching right now <laughs> and, and I'm making <laughs> notes, all right? You, you're my coach, I'm making uh-huh. notes. You know, what, um, it's also what you said about going back and creating new meaning on things that happened before. Sometimes I realize, and I know through my own healing journey of things that I've walked through, was that I interpreted events sometimes that happened to me in a certain way. And because I was used to that story and it kind of made sense to me, I didn't realize that actually my meaning that I had attached to it and the way I interpreted it was actually probably not correct. You know, I I thought about my story in a certain way, parts of it, and then when I was able to kind of come from a place of wholeness and we really look at those chapters of my life that went by, I realized that there were actually a lot of good things that I'd never been able to see. And that was that was even harder to deal with, to be honest, because looking at it and going, actually, it's it wasn't that huge, crazy thing that I thought it was. But actually, I could give it new meaning and understand it. But there's also such a deep freedom, isn't there, from from being able to do that. There's kind of like a sense that your soul takes a breath. You breathe in for the first time and you breathe out and you you actually feel the sense of what I would say, shalom, you know, a sense of peace. And it's so amazing what you're saying about, you know, going back and, and giving new meaning to chapters that have been. Oftentimes people feel, oh, we can't change the past. You know, it's just done. Oh, the past is the past. You know, I can't change it. But actually that's not true. And that's what you're actually saying to us today as well. We have that power to, to do amazing things. The past is not just the past. We don't have to just accept certain things.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, in childhood, you had no control over what happened to you. But as an adult, you have 100% responsibility to shift the meaning of how you perceive that event or experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And using just the example of divorce, at the time as a child, you take it on as being a shameful experience, and you feel that it's all about you. But as an adult, looking back, maybe your parents just weren't a good fit. Maybe they tried everything, but they just were not. They outgrew each other. or One person didn't grow. They just weren't right. So it wasn't because of you that the divorce or the breakup or the separation happened. So you can, as an adult, choose an empowering narrative that's going to push you forward and not hold you back. And what you said about like that, that breath or your soul taking that, like, it's like a sigh yes. of relief. The key is we all have a God-given purpose. If you opened your eyes this morning, then you have a purpose to fulfill on this planet. There was a reason why you were created. And in scripture, God already knew you when you were in your mother's womb womb. And I firmly believe that God doesn't work from the start to the end. He works backwards. He already knows the end. So if you opened your eyes today, you have a role to fulfill. You have a purpose to step into. And when you let go of everything that holds you down, you can finally spread your wings and fly. But for as long as you are anchored down by these toxic emotions, for as long as childhood trauma keeps you captive and prisoner in your own mind, you can't step forward into your destiny. You can't use the gifts that God has given you to serve others to create a big life and i believe we are all placed on this planet to live a big life so that we can touch the lives of our families our communities so we can make a difference and so we can leave an impact mm. and just a story from the bible that i really want to share around um Pain, obstacles, and challenges. So I believe that pain, obstacles, and challenges are so necessary to life. If you have any painful experiences in your life, if you're facing obstacles, if you're facing challenges, that's a great sign that you are alive and you are living, and they will never stop. And if you think of Noah and the Ark, there's a part of the story that a lot of people overlook. So when when the waters recited, um, where was the Ark? The ark was on top of Mount Ararat. So how does an ark that weighs thousands of tons end up right on top of a mountain? It was through the storm. So the way that we are lifted from the depth of the valley to the top of the mountain, the way that we rise, the way that we grow, the way that we climb is through the storms in life. And T.D. Jakes has always used this Uh, image of crushing, the grape being crushed. So a grape that is sold as a table grape has much less value than a bottle of wine, but the grape first needs to be harvested. It needs to be pressed and crushed and gone through a process. And it's in that process that the value is released. Or if you think of an olive, an olive needs to be pressed for the oil to be released. The same way God takes us through situations and experiences where we go through pain challenges and obstacles so that our value can be increased because what we have if you've managed to get through a painful situation you have a blessing and a responsibility the blessing is you can now relate to anybody else who's going through the same experience and your blessing is to help them And what I found with my own narrative is that the most painful experiences in my life, whether that was abusive situations, my alcoholism, my addiction, two suicide attempts, my darkest moments today are the light for someone else who is still suffering. And in one moment, when you have the courage and the vulnerability to share your story in a raw, authentic way, another person feels like they're not alone. And that is the purpose of pain and we all share this beautiful human experience, and the more we are free to communicate and share that story, shame cannot exist unless it's in secrecy. So when you bring it to the light, it can't grow because like a seed, if you bury that shame, if you bury that experience, if you bury those feelings, they're going to come back 10 times stronger. And then all of a sudden, a molehill has become a mountain instead of mm-hmm. as you feel that that painful experience, as you witness yourself feeling that anger or that shame or that guilt, express it, acknowledge that it's there and like a cloud, allow it to pass.
0: well. Mm. Wow. I, you know, there is, there's so much, again, that you've just been sharing with us. And I just feel this is important, almost that, you know, someone is listening to us that really needs this to settle in. This really needs to take this on board, because I know that you're speaking to to people directly today and into their hearts and to their lives. So we're going to take a very, very quick song break. I don't want you to go anywhere. I actually just feel the sense of that, We're going to take this break now because what Devin just shared, you want to think about and you want to put into your heart and you want to acknowledge right now where you're sitting. Even if you're in your car, if you're, you know, making dinner, if you're with your family, if you're standing in your kitchen right now, allow these things to just drop into your heart. Allow God to make them real to you and speak to you exactly where you are today. So we're going to take a really, really quick song break. We don't want you to go anywhere because Devin is still with me after this and we're going to get into some more things. So enjoy some music and see you when we get back. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, on voice of Change today. Welcome to the show if you've just joined me, but I do hope that you're actually not joining now, but you've been with me from the very, very beginning because I'm joined by Devin and we are talking about some very, very, very important realities, not only you know just about life and about things that we can look at, but also some very important tools that we need. To be able to take ownership of our own lives, to be empowered and to grow, grow, grow. And you know what? Devin's book, Get Over It About Getting Unstuck, is something we are giving away on the show today. It's over on Facebook. So run on over really quickly to Facebook and enter the competition. You will see the giveaway on our Facebook page on Radio K Pulpit. And you know, go on over, comment and like the post, and you can send a chance to win the book. Now, speaking of the book, Devin, I actually want to ask you what led you to write this book because obviously it's super super important what you're sharing in this book and i've started reading a bit of it and what led you to do it was just a sense of that you had to share these realities these tools these principles but also what you've been through in your own life like you shared just before we went to the song what we go through in our lives the pain that we go through the experiences that we have it can be a blessing for other people and can be a blessing for us we can help people grow and you know get unstuck as well through the things that we've learned. So was that really just that process that you had of thinking, there's something telling me I need to do this?
1: Absolutely. So my firm belief is that our ultimate purpose for every single one of us is to serve others. And we do that in different ways by building our businesses so that we can employ people um, by being pillars of light that can help other people through tough times. We each have our own way that we can serve. And for me, I just wanted to teach the simple process that I went through every time I felt like the biggest failure. How did I get back on my feet? And just the backstory was five years ago in 2016, after a six-month bender, I'd gone on a six day drug and alcohol binge. And on day six, I just went, I cannot do this anymore. I was 33 years old. I went, I do not have another suicide attempt in me. I said, next time I try, I'm gone for good. And my time was not up. I knew that God wanted to use me. So I booked myself into an inpatient rehab program uh, in the south coast of KZN. I spent four months in inpatient treatment. And that four months was the most most beautiful experience I ever had. It was condensing every self-help book into four months of living a program where I lived with 50 other alcoholics and addicts. And when I came out after those four months, I knew I would never drink again because for the first time I'd actually faced my pains. I'd faced my abandonment. I'd faced my childhood traumas and I'd worked and processed through them. And that was the hardest thing I could ever have done. And I think for any of us, the, the courage to face our stuff is sometimes so overwhelming that we we rather escape into yeah. drugs, alcohol, sometimes a relationship. We don't want to look at our own stuff, so we'll get into a relationship so we can focus on someone else's stuff. We escape through work and being a compulsive overachiever and overworker, but on the inside, we are empty because we're not doing the most vital work, the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship you have with yourself. So now being five years clean and sober, within the first two, three years, I built a business in the luxury property space. I went from having nothing coming out of rehab to building a 700 million turnover business. Uh, I've now done over one and a half billion in property transactions in Johannesburg in the luxury real estate space. And I went, there is a blueprint that I want to share, which is an easy step-by-step process. And that's why I called it Get Over It. And the over is spelled OVA. And it stands for ownership, vision, and action. So my process is stacking ownership, vision, and action to get over pain challenges and obstacles that keep you stuck. And just to break that down, ownership is about taking 100% accountability for where you are in your life. Where you are today is the sum total of decisions and choices that you yourself have made. So you can have a breakthrough or you can have your excuses, but you can't have both. Yeah. So taking ownership is looking at you. What role have you played in any self-sabotaging, in any destructive patterns or of thinking or behavior that has kept you stuck up to now. Ownership is owning your past, owning the whole story because you can't just love parts of you. God doesn't just love your good parts, he loves the whole you and you have to embrace the whole you, past, present and future. So making peace with your past, letting go of the emotions that don't serve you because only once you've taken full ownership can you craft a vision for your life. You can't craft a big vision if you're still held down by shame and guilt or anger and resentment. It's almost like climbing Mount Everest with a 100-kilo backpack. You're not going to get very far, and you're not going to go very fast. So you first have to take ownership. Then you, And sometimes taking ownership is saying, I'm stuck, and now I want to break free, and I don't want to be stuck anymore. So making a decision that you know you want to be a different person then crafting a vision for where you do want to be. Who do you want to be as a person? Is the vision aligned to being your authentic self? And then taking massive action so that action is what connects where you are today to where you want to be in the future. And it's a simple process. And I've written the book in a way that the first couple of chapters for people who feel overwhelmed reading a self-help book, the first chapter is three pages. The second chapter is three pages. So I've made it so simple for people to feel a sense of accomplishment and a sense of progress picking up and reading this book. And by the end of the book, you will have a blueprint of where you wanna be in your life, of some of the issues it's packed with awareness because you can't change what you can't see. Yeah. So a lot of the book is making you aware of where you might be falling short. So when it comes to action, the things that hold us back are fear, procrastination, and people. And when you become aware of what's holding you back, you have no choice but to start taking action. So sometimes it's easier to keep our eyes closed and not see our stuff. But once you've read this book, you're going to feel inspired and motivated from within. I'm not a motivator. The motivation and the inspiration needs to come from within you. Because when you wake up excited to get going with your day, that is true power. So when you align what you're doing with your vision, with who you are and your authentic self, when you give it to God, when you pray, but you also show up and take action because faith without works is dead. When you're doing all these things, I can guarantee that in six months time, you'll look back and your life will be unrecognizable.
0: Amen. I love that. And, and, you know, it's so important. Again, sometimes I, I meet a lot of people in life through different things that I do. And a lot of people just feel, like you said, stuck. They just feel stuck. They don't know how. And then when they begin, you know, to begin unpacking things and taking ownership, which is huge, and also being aware, you know, some some days that doesn't feel so good, right? You know, some days while you're busy looking at things and you're going through things and you're dealing with things, some days actually feel hard and some days feel Kind of not feeling so good, and then people think, but then maybe I'm not doing the right thing because my emotions are not feeling good, and and maybe I don't even feel God's presence in this, you know, because people get stuck in that thing of the feeling of God's presence as to just the knowledge that He's there. And do you find that that is true as well? Some days are tough, and some days there's a lot of ugly crying that happens during a growth process, and sometimes there are those emotions that come up, like you you might experience that guilt again, and then you have to acknowledge even grief, you know, for things that you've lost or things that you've done. And do you find that that happens has happened as well? And, and it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It means that it's part of this journey.
1: Absolutely. I still get days where I wake up and I feel like I'm not enough. And I've got to question myself in those moments and say, what thoughts are leading me to feel that way? Because thoughts are the language of our mind, feelings are the language of our body and your thoughts and your feelings drive your actions. So if I'm feeling like I'm not enough, I work backwards and I say, what thoughts are triggering these feelings? And in general, anytime that I'm comparing myself to someone else or when I'm in competition with someone other than me, that is when I feel like I'm not enough. So whether that's scrolling through Instagram and wishing I had a different life, comparison, or whether it's looking at what someone else is doing and now I'm moving into their life god has a predetermined lane for every single one of us and we sometimes need to put blinkers on and focus on our own race because there's always a thought that triggers the feeling. But the beautiful thing about thoughts and feelings, we are not our thoughts and we're not our feelings. We are the observer of our thoughts and our feelings. So the same way we watch clouds pass through the sky, we can identify a thought. We don't have to bury that thought because often we feel, oh, I'm feeling bad today. It's weakness, let me bury this feeling. And what you suppress will come back and it will grow because whatever you bury like a seed will come back like an oak tree. So just observing that it's there, acknowledging that the thought is there, but you don't have to take it as being truth. Mm -hmm. So I believe that we are born of love, from love and through love. And love is all that exists for me. God is love. Mm -hmm. And if love is truth, what is the opposite of love? The opposite would be fear. But if love is all that exists, it would make fear a delusion. So any thoughts that take you away from the essence of who you are, Any idea, any feeling that wants to pin your identity to anything other than how God sees you is a complete delusion. So it's coming back to self is this greatest tool of going, who does God define me as? Because we are created in his image and his image alone. So whenever we're feeling fearful, anxious, stressed out, we need to know that that is not real. It's all in our mind. And if we just come back to the present moment, for me, it's praise and worship. For me, it's talking to God. For me, it's saying it's in scripture. He says, lay all of your, cast all your anxieties and burdens on me. And that is a a consistent action that we can take throughout the day is to give it to God. And it doesn't mean that we give it to God and we don't do the work. Because I think a lot of Christians maybe use it as an excuse to say, but I've prayed about it. Why is it not coming? Faith without works is dead. So you have to back up your prayer with taking faith-based action, knowing that if you've given it to God, it is finished. But you still have to show up. You still have to have discipline. You still need to take the actions because God will meet you halfway. And that halfway mark is prayer, belief, and action. And that is what activates miracles. And I see miracles in my life every single day popping up. But I'm also human. I can also have situations where I maybe feel insecure or nervous or anxious, but it's just remembering that God is a living God that dwells within me. The creative life force of the universe that he created flows within my veins. And knowing that his power is what lives inside of me. It's not something out there, it's in me. So coming back to self, being present, and coming back to God.
0: You know Devin, thank you so much for what you've been sharing with with me and with our listeners today. I feel truly inspired by a lot of what you've been sharing, and also you know inspired and encouraged to know that the people that I love as well, who are dealing with a lot of hard things right now, they will be able to overcome as well, because your story, what you've been sharing, and the things that you have been telling me today and just on your social media are powerful and it it gives us hope, and I want to honor you for that, I want to honor you as well for sharing your story, and for being so open, you know, not only just here in this space today, but with many people, and many more people that you will share with in the future, and I want to say thank you, thank you for that, and I honor that, and I just want to say that that I'm just so blessed to have you on the show today, and also I'm just encouraged to know that it is possible. It's impossible for all of us to get unstuck. We don't have to be bound by those childhood traumas. We don't have to be bound in those feelings of guilt, shame, or you know, feeling inadequate, or the things that we struggle with in this life. And thank you so much for that reminder, but also for showing up to where God has placed you. And you know, you have a, a voice that is speaking to us today. I want to honor you for that and say thank you so much for being on the show and thank you so much for showing up in this way. I pray that God will just super bless you with every single thing that you have need of. And just to say thank you to you for this.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show. And the one thought I wanna leave everybody with is that you're not alone. We all share this wonderful human experience. And the key is if you feel stuck, if your desire to change is greater than your desire to stay the same, God will meet you in your mess and he will carry you through. He never fails. That is one thing we've always gotta realize. God never fails. If you're in the mess, there's a reason why you're in the mess. God uses the process to prepare us for the promise. We can't skip the steps. There's a reason why you're going through what you're going through right now. And as hard as it is sometimes when you're stuck in the pain, in the challenge, in the middle of the obstacle, you have to realize that if you're going through this, God had a reason for you to to be there. And sometimes, you know, faith needs to be amplified in the darkness. When things are good, it's easy to have faith. Fair weather faith to praise God when things are good, that's easy. But we need to praise God when everything is falling down, when it's so dark that we can't see ourselves putting one step in front of another because that is where God is there for us the most. And that is where he is using us to our absolute maximum purpose and ability, because it's in those moments that we will be able to help somebody else down the line.
0: Mm, amen, amen, and amen. And you know what, you know, if you still are with us and you haven't entered our competition over on Facebook, please do, because I really want you to be able to stand a chance to win this incredible book by Dev and Get Over It. And if people don't win the competition, well, Devin, where can they grab a copy of your book from if they are now, you know, in their car and they're like, I'm actually just going to go to the store right now and grab a copy of this book. Where can people buy it?
1: Any national bookseller. So exclusive books, nationally, Wordsworth, and bargain books. Those are the three national stores, but exclusive books, every single store has it. So no matter where you are, just go into exclusive books and just make sure you ask for it by name and OVA, because if you put it into the system as O-V-E-R, it's not going to come up.
0: Okay. Definitely get over it. OVA, go to any bookstore where any good books are sold and you'll be able to grab a copy. Devin, thank you so much again. And may God bless you for being here and take care and have a wonderful, wonderful Beginning of your 2022 and just whatever you're going to be doing, may God bless you. I'm so grateful to have had Devin on the show with me today. It's been such a blessing. I've made notes myself, and also I'm working through this incredible book at this time. So, you know what, just hearing all these things, feeling so uplifted, feeling so empowered, feeling the sense of what he has given us today is the fact that we can take ownership for our lives. We do not have to be victims of our past, of our present, of our circumstances, but we truly can decide on the kind of life that we want to live. God has called us to an abundant life he has called us to take action in our life faith without works is dead 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 our faith needs to have action we also need to be responsible people we need to take ownership and we see that throughout the biblical narratives whenever you know a righteous man or woman even like david committed a mistake or was just in a place where they shouldn't have been it was about that ownership that helped them get over you know even when david was caught in sin we know that he he took ownership of what he did he took that responsibility it didn't run away he didn't say it wasn't me he said I you know here I am and I've done these things and I repent of them how can I be a better person how can I move forward how can I make amends how can I do good how can I do better and you know what it is really about taking ownership of our lives and even more positively it's about really knowing what do I want can I say at the end of my life that I chose my life That my life didn't just choose me you know that I'm not just lying here and it's not just happening to me but I can take ownership for my life at the end of my life I can look back and say I chose and I chose the the beautiful life that God intended for me I want to leave you with this today that this full belief and this full blessing that I want to give to you from my heart today. And that is that God has called you to a big life. He hasn't called you to a settled life or to a life that's just, you know, just plain and normal and just allowing things just to kind of just happen to you and you not being an active person in your life. God has called us to partner with him to make this world a better place. We can do it. We need to do it today. And so all the best for this beautiful, beautiful time as we transition from 2021 into 2022 may god bless you may he keep you may he make his beautiful face to shine upon you may 2022 be your best year yet may everything that you have sown in tears reap a harvest of joy for you and for your loved ones until next year see you then this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m